Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. We are here for our championship game. Our three champions are lined up left to right on my screen and one to three in my heart. In no particular order, let's go ahead and let's meet our three finalists. Uh, first off, the winner of game one, taking down Mike the Trivia Turner. Mike Mott, my friend, how you doing? What are you drinking? Chris, I'm doing great. Uh, surprised to be here, given the way that that first game went uh, and the opponent that I had. And uh, looking at my opponents tonight, uh, I'm going to need a lot more luck uh, to continue uh, and maybe uh, win, win out on this one. But uh, I do have a lovely beer to drown my sorrows in if worse comes to worse. Uh, this is from Revision Brewing Company. It is called the Realm Warp. It's got a cool little video game style label here. It's a West Coast style India Pale Ale. I think this is actually the last one that I have. So I suppose that's a four pack kill in a way. This is a very good beer. I'm going to enjoy it and uh, enjoy playing some trivia. Cheers. Cheers. I'll drink to that. Uh, speaking of things I'll drink with and people I'll drink with, heading out to Jacksonville, Florida. Lauren Carey, the trivia toter herself. How are you doing? What are you drinking? Good. Lauren Robinson here. Oh, I, my God. Uh, <laughs> we literally talked about this. <laughs> it's burned in my head. I know. Carrie. My dad would be happy about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, hello. I am here, and I am happy to be playing this game, and I am drinking a Cabernet Sauvignon from a box. Not Black Box, though. <laughs> no, it's not Black Box. It's um, uh, Bada Box. Same thing you drank last time. So I guess if if you won with the first one, Mrs. Robinson, you'll win with the second. See, that's how I that is how I won the hot seat tournament because I drank the same wine the whole time, the, the yellow tail Shiraz, mm -hmm. and now I'm on my butter box cabernet sauvignon. I'm getting another trophy. <laughs> Oh I'm no, she watch, wins, no watch. I've got to buy a trophy now. <laughs> yeah, what? no, no. Watch well, me lose. It's fine. Now, if any of us win, you have to buy a trophy because it's been put out there. Mm. Well, two of you have trophies because Mike has his trophy too from the pop culture trivia tournament. Well, then you know what? I'm the only <laughs> one without a trophy, so you guys should just throw this game. It's true. It's true. It's true. I can't do it. I I I can't even throw games when I play against children. <laughs> what I'm hearing is Drew wants a participation trophy. Yes, if my kid gets one, why don't I? Dirty millennial. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, you heard him. You love him. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tolerate him. The, the much more relaxed for some reason and newlywed Drew Bucksbaum. Drew, my friend, how are you doing? What are you drinking? And how was Aruba? Aruba Did you leave the hotel room? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we left the hotel. Would you want to be in a hotel room with me that long? Come on now. <laughs> I mean, kind of, yeah. We got he past got the first 15 name, right? seconds, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Aruba was fantastic. Um, I will be going back. I didn't want to come home, and I should have taken off of work today, but I didn't. So on three hours of sleep, I went to work, and now I'm here with you people. And uh, nothing exciting tonight, just a Goose Island IPA. If I can get my fucking finger under this goddamn... Oh. All right, let's do this. On three hours of sleep, you need like a Mountain Dew chaser or something right. like that. I have the Monster Hard Seltzers. I got my Coke Zero. I'm good. Oh, oh, you're doing uppers and downers. I like it. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the Monster Seltzers aren't bad. I don't think there's caffeine in them. 
nope, and the Mountain Dew ones are also not caffeinated. But uh, yeah, that's what freaked my husband out uh, once because I bought I came home with the Monster Seltzers, and he was like, "What are you trying to do to me?" And I was like, "Don't worry, these are the Downer Monsters, not the Upper <laughs> Monsters." <laughs> Upper Monster, title of your sex tape. All right. <laughs> no, nah, that's just my name. <laughs> you. I had this. I had this. All right. So I need to drink to deal with you all. So I went ahead. You do. I poured you myself drink, a cocktail. Uh, I made myself a Manhattan because I'm still a little bit of a Manhattan kick. So Martini and Rossi, sweet vermouth, a couple dashes of orange bitters. And this is made with Balcones Texas Blue Corn Whiskey. I've got the bottle. The bottle's a good mixer. It actually tastes really good in a Manhattan. And, of course, it's a Liguori Manhattan, so we've got two cherries. The cherries. I love a good Manhattan. I'm jealous right now. Mm-hmm. I, I do, too. I'm really, really getting into them. But uh, we're going to jump right in. So we are going to start with our pregame. Pregame is a little bit different this time. So instead of it being 10 questions, it's going to be 15 you're each going to get five, but it's going to kind of rotate through. So listen for your name to be called, and that'll be your cue to answer that question. I'm going to give you the name of an artist or a group. You have to tell me if the song that I give you ever hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100. I have got five artists or groups. You're each going to get one question from each. All right, Mike, we're going to start with you. The first band we're going to go through for the three of you is going to be the Eagles. Okay. Mike, your song is Best of My Love. Hmm. Definitely not not a huge fan of I mean, I don't dislike the song, but it's not it's not in the upper pantheon of Eagles songs. I'm going to say it. Did not hit number one. Best of My Love peaked at number one in 1975. Ah. Mike, no points for you. Lauren Robinson, you're up next. Your Eagles song is New Kid in Town. It did not hit number one. Eagles suck. It <laughs> did hit number one in 1977. That's a false reality. I mean, we are living in the darkest <laughs> timeline evidenced by what's happened from... November 13th on of 2020. I thought you were going to say since the Cubs won the World Series. Really. <laughs> yeah. 26, no, that was the, that we went from the, the happiest, brightest timeline, the darkest timeline back in 2016. 2020 was just kind of like we didn't know there was a darker timeline than we found it. See, uh, it, all, it all went downhill when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And had two number one hits, including with the new kid in town. Right, because the Eagles suck. <laughs> The Eagles hate here. My God. Drew, we're going over to you. Your Eagles song is Take It to the Limit. No. 1976. Take It to the Limit peaked at number four. No is a correct answer. Now, what's funny about that is take... I don't, I, I'm, I'm worried that I'm going to reveal things, but Take It to the Limit, oddly, was actually on their 71 to 75 greatest hits. Even if it came out in 76. So that's weird. Anyway. Uh, I think, I, did the album come out in 76? That I album thought, might have come out in 76. So you might be right. Maybe that's what. No, what I think the it. album came out in 75. I don't think it, it, it peaked late. Gotcha. 
if I'm not mistaken. I, I can go back and look at the billboard later. Was that. that the, we're going to add this bonus, this track to a Greatest Hits album track? I doubt it, because that was one of their bigger songs, I feel so like. So was Mary Jane's Last Dance. It's true. Good point. Well, we got music snobs here, y'all. So if I make a mistake, you know they're going to call me out on it. No, nah, I, I haven't figured out why I'm here yet. <laughs> I listen to your game. I know exactly why you're here. All right, we're going on. Lauren, you're kicking us off with our second artist. Your artist is going to be Britney Spears. Oh, baby, baby. Lauren, your song is three. I'm going to say no. Oh, three did. It peaked at uh, number one in 2009. See, oh, my God. Okay, okay. These billboard charts, nobody knows. They're weird, for sure. They are. Drew, you're up next. Your song from uh, It's Britney Bitch is Womanizer. I'm going to say yes. Womanizer was a yes, 2008. Drew is up 2-0 right now. I was like, if three hit number one, there's no way in hell Womanizer didn't hit number one. I mean, Womanizer I don't even know what the fuck three is. I don't either, and I love Britney. Mike, your Britney Spears song is Hold It Against Me. Hmm. The only question I'm really, I'm, I'm more game theorying this than anything else. Would you throw three yeses in there? Yeah, to fuck with you, he absolutely would. Exactly. And I think it did, so I'm going to say yes. It did. Nicely done. Hold it against me. I'm in the middle of eating a cherry right now. <laughs> I was expecting some hemming and hawing from Mike, and it didn't happen. That, that would be in character, so. Hold it against me. Uh, hit number one in 2011. Mike is on the board. Whoop. All right, Drew, you're kicking us off here. Okay. Your third artist is Eminem. Drew, your song is Cleaning Out My Closet. I'm going to say yes. Unfortunately not. No, it peaked at number four back in 2002. Well, that's unfortunate. It is. All right, Lauren, we're going over to you. Your song is My Name Is... Yes. My Name Is No, unfortunately. Oh, no. Uh, My Name Is peaked at number 36 back in 1999. Well, I hate everything about this warm-up round. <laughs> it's 50-50, and so far you're, you know. <laughs> under that. Under yeah, that. Uh, I, I get it. I get All right, Mike, we're going over to you. Your Eminem song is The Real Slim Shady. See, the re- and, and this, is this I think, is the trick, is because The Real Slim Shady was the big follow-up, was the first uh, single off the follow-up album, right? So... I'm going to say The Real Slim Shady did hit number one. The Real Slim Shady, back into the year 2000. In the year 2000. <laughs> peaked at number four. It did ah! not. All right. With a score of two to one to zero, Drew is currently in the lead as we head over to our fourth artist. Our fourth artist is Aretha Franklin. Respect. speaking of mike your song (laughs) is not respect no your song is ain't nothing like the real thing Ooh. Hmm. (laughs) i mean i it feels like it probably would have but i don't don't know i'm just for some reason i'm just gonna say no Uh, no is the correct answer it actually peaked at number 47 oh wow 
As good as that song is, it, on the Hot 100, it made it to number 47 back in 1974. The great and iconic songs very often are, didn't play super highly on the billboards in their time, and what was on there ahead of them is generally crap. Well, we're going to test weird. your theory, because we're going to Lauren next. Lauren, mm-hmm. your Aretha song is, I Say a Little Prayer. Say a little prayer for you. I don't think that hit number one. It did not. It peaked at number 10 back in 1968. Lauren, you're on I get points now. <laughs> Drew, we're over to you. Your Aretha song is Respect. Motherfucker. <laughs> um, I feel like it would be disrespectful to say no. So I'm going to say, but I don't want to say yes. Um, Jesus. Seems too, it seems like too obvious of a yes. I'm going to say no. It did, 1967. Last round of the pregame. And I feel <laughs> like goodness. I've pissed all three of our panelists off. So this is going oh, so Oh, absolutely. Well. So it's you're better than being pissed on. So we're going to one of my mom's favorite artists. This is going to be Cher. Lauren, we're starting with you. Mm-hmm. Your Cher song is Half Breed. <gasps> no. Half breed, yes, nineteen seventy-three. Really? Wow. Damn, number I, one. I would have put that like a number three song, but okay. I love Half Breed. It's a great song. It's a phenomenal it's... song. <laughs> kind of racist. I love Cher. Uh, yeah. It's still fun. I like singing at karaoke, but you got to watch the crowd now these days. Yes, you do. One hundred percent, you do. I never even thought about that until you just brought it up. I'm like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I got to rethink some of my life decisions. All right, Drew, we're going over to you. Your song is If I Could Turn Back Time. I mean, if I could turn back time, I'd change my answer on respect. Um, I'm going to say yes. Back in 1989, it peaked at number three. Unfortunately, if I, should tur- if I could turn back time is not a number one hit. We should have swapped he- dances, Drew. <laughs> he'd, he'd, take, he'd take back those words because they heard him. All right, Mike. The last of our pregame questions. Your your artist is Cher. Your song is Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. Also racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, hmm, Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. I don't know. I just I think just based on the title, yes. Yes, it was, 1971. I was born in a cabin just, of a traveling show. My mama used to dance. I wanted to know. Another karaoke just, staple of mine that I can't do. <laughs> what I'm hearing is Lauren's got a lot of karaoke staples that are for mixed company at best. Yeah, apparently, you know, because so many share songs are, uh, you know, for the gay icon she is, apparently she affects the woke. Apparently you can't share her songs. All right. I can't. Oh, not oh. even on a sunny day. Oh, 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 oh. I'm leaving. <laughs> what, but you got a bono to pick with us? After that joke, we're moving right along. Hot seat round one. 15 minutes, a nonstop barrage of trivia questions and answers. We're going to rotate through with this. And Lauren, being that you are currently in last place, do you want to go first, second, or third? I would like to go third. All right, that means we are starting it off with Drew. Drew, the 15 minutes will begin after I read your first question. Here we go. 
Who is the lead guitarist for the band Queen? Oh, the fuck if I know. I'm not good with my guitarists. Pass. It's Brian May. Mike, we're over to you. What nationality is Celine Dion? Uh, Canadian. She is Canadian. That is correct. Lauren. Keith Moon was the drummer in which rock band? Who are the who? The who is correct. Drew. Born in 1932, which American singer claimed to be the architect of rock and roll? The architect of rock and roll. Uh, hopefully this slow start picks up for me. Uh, I don't freaking know. Anyone have a guess? Chuck Berry? Not a Little Richard? Little Richard would have been a correct answer. Little Richard. Yeah, that makes All sense. All right. Mike, we're going over to you. What did John Lennon and Oko... Wow, what did John Lennon and Yoko Ono ask us to do in 1971? Jesus, this drink is good. Uh, I didn't catch the year, but I think you're looking for Give Peace a Chance. Unfortunately, I imagine 1971 was the year. Oh, shit. I I should have asked for the year. Okay. You should have. Lauren, over to you. Because that was earlier. Okay. Which Aerosmith song did Run DNC sample in 1986? Walk this way. I like how you're adding the H's in there. Walk this way is correct. Drew. Which song by Elvis features the lyric? Well, they said you was high class. Well, that was just a lie. Hound Dog. Hound Dog is a correct answer. Mike, we're going over to you. Which single from The Clash reached to the top 20 in 1982? Um, 82. I'm going to say Rock the Casbah. Uh, not a bad guess. Should I stay or should I go? Oh, okay. Lauren, name the title of Debbie Harry's 2019 rock memoir. <laughs> I am Blondie. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Uh, the memoir was Face It. Drew, we're okay. over to you. Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty duetted on what hit in 1981? Kind of just want to give this to Lauren because I actually don't know. And Lauren, she's going to kill me now. Lauren, do you have a guess? She knows Stop it. Dra- a guess? Stop dra- Wait, what year did you say? 1981. You had it right. Stop dragging my heart around. Stop dragging my heart around. It's correct for no points. No. All right, Mike. Ah, it's okay. Yes. Who had a hit in 1997 with Torn? <laughs> I <laughs> I think there were two Torns that probably came out that year, but I'm pretty sure they're probably looking for the Natalie Imbruglio one. Yeah, they are. They're not looking for the Creed one. Right. All right. I think that was 98? My own present? 98? Might have been a little later. Yeah. All right. Drew, we're over to you. Nope. Lauren, we're over no, to you. Yeah. Thank you. According to the 1985 song, which band built this city on rock and roll? Starship. Starship is correct. And for those wondering... Written by Bernie Toppin. For those wondering, <laughs> I, I built this body on Rocky Road. Yeah. Drew, we're over yeah. to you. Which song contains the lyric, loving would be easy if your colors were like my dreams? I honestly do not know. This is not going well for our hero. Which Do you want the question again? Nope. All right. That'd be Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. Makes sense. Mike, oh, the colors thing. That makes sense, yeah. Released in 1979, which rap song is the Sugar Hill Gang most closely associated with? 
Who is this for? Mike. Oh, it is for me. Uh, Rapper's Delight. Rapper's Delight is a correct answer. Lauren, Neil Tennant and Chris Lowe are members of what pop duo? Neil Tennant and Chris Lowe. I'm just going to say Pet Shop Boys. Pet Shop Boys is a correct answer. Nicely done. Nicely done. I pulled that out of my butt. You did. (laughs) Well done. Pulling a Jonathan on, on my on my show. That's just so rude. All right, Drew. We're Scorpios. What do we do? Which British singer won five Grammys in 2008, including Best Song, Best New Artist, and Best Record? Adele? No, Amy Winehouse. Oh. Adele was a really good guess, though. It was. All right, Mike, we're going over to you. Which Neil Diamond song has been played at a very Boston, at every Boston Red Sox game since 2002? I, I know, Drew. This is unfair. Uh, sweet Caroline. Red Sox suck. That's a correct answer. Lauren, what dirty dancing song went on to win an Academy Award? Time of my life. Time of my life is a correct answer. One of my go to karaoke sound- songs. That soundtrack slaps, man. Oh, yeah. The movie sucks, but the soundtrack <laughs> is awesome. I-, I don't know the soundtrack. The movie does suck. All right, Drew, we're over to you. Whose distinctive smoky voice earned her the nickname the White Queen of Soul? I don't know yet again. This is not going well. That's a tough one. I'm willing to bet neither of the other panelists know it either. Dusty Springfield. It is Dusty Springfield. Holy oh, crap. nice. Nice. Eat my dick. <laughs> <laughs> You get a couple of sips of red wine in her, and she just becomes a kid rock. My lord. (laughs) All right, Mike, we're over to you. Whether or not you choose to heed Lauren's advice is not my Mike to say. Mike, listen, we all knew what was coming when we had the three of you on. (laughs) No one is shocked here. Mike. Yes. Who is known as the queen of disco? Uh, shoot. Uh, I don't know. Diana Ross. Oh, wrong one. Donna Summer. Donna Summer. I always, yeah, I, Summer Donna. I knew exactly who I meant and I just said the wrong name. That's right. We have about eight. I know, I've known all of Mike's so far. <laughs> like I've known none of mine. I've known all of Mike's. I'm in the wrong seat. You are. You should. You blame Lauren on that one. We have about eight minutes remaining. Lauren, we're over to you. Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello sang together on what 2019 song? Oh crap! This is new-ish, and that is not my wheelhouse of stuff. Um, John Mendez. I oh, she did that Havana song, but that's not it. Uh, I don't know. Pass. The song is called Senorita. Senorita. <laughs> Drew, we're over to you. Which British band pioneered the sound of guitar distortion during their 1962 hit song, You Really Got Me? Oh, fuck. Why am I blanking? Hold on. I can do this. Aruba, Jamaica. No, no. Don't throw me. Uh, Is that the Kinks? It is the Kinks. Nicely done. I was like, it's there. It's there. Where the fuck is it? All right. All right, Mike, we're over to you. Which singer has the nickname of The Boss? Uh, Bruce Springsteen. 
Bruce Springsteen is correct. Bruce, <laughs> like the Jersey guy sitting right here. <laughs> Lauren, what are the first name of the musical duo Hall and Oates? Daryl Hall and John Oates. Daryl and John is a correct answer. Drew, we're moving on to you. Six and a half minutes left. Which song contains the lyric? I'm going to take, it's going to take a lot to take me away from you. There's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do. And no, we're not talking about your sex tape. (laughs) Uh, That would be uh, Africa. Africa by Toto is a correct answer. Oh, I thought you were doing the Weezer version. Whoops, my bad. Ah, You're good. You're good. Mike. No. Which rock band were living on a prayer in 1986? <laughs> Drew said you're like two Jersey band questions in a row. <laughs> this is just unfair. Uh, bon Jovi. Bon Jovi is correct. Drew, again, you can blame Lauren Robinson. I am. I am. Dee-dee-dee-dee. Speaking of Lauren Robinson, Lauren, we're over to you. Yay. Justin Timberlake recorded Can't Stop the Feeling as the soundtrack on the soundtrack for which movie? Trolls. Trolls is correct. Drew, which Australian pop star had a hit in 1997 with Ooh Ah Just a Little Bit? Um, I think Australia. I only think Kylie Minogue. I mean, honestly, I think Australia. I only think Kylie Minogue as well, but it's someone by the name of Gina G. Yeah, no, I knew it wasn't right, but that's literally mm-hmm. the only thing that I can think of for Australia. All right, everyone. You don't think of an excess from Australia? No, we think of Kylie Minogue. Whew. All right, Mike. I think of ACDC, Mi- but you know. Mike, oh, we're going over okay. to you. Michael Hutchins is my Kylie Minogue, apparently. Mm. According to the Elvis Presley song, Can't Help Falling in Love, what do wise men say? Only fools rush in. Uh, I mean, only fools are Russian. That is a correct answer. <laughs> it's not their fault where they were born. Lauren Carey, Lauren Robinson, daggum. Thank you. All right. I know. Edit point, Chris. <laughs> pour Some Sugar on Me was a hit for what band? Oh, that poor cat that was hard of hearing, Def Leppard. Def mm. Leppard is correct. <laughs> All right, Drew, we're over to you. With which album did Eminem win a Grammy in the year 2000? 2000, um, let's see, so 99 was Marshall Mathers LP, so, uh, fuck, what was next? Ah. Was it just the Slim Shady LP? I forget what the fucking... Eh, fuck it, yeah. It was the Slim Shady LP. Nicely done. Wow, nicely done. I thought it was the Marshall Mathers LP. Marshall Mathers came first. I thought Slim Shady That's came first. Oh, my God. Anyway, Mike, Mike, we're over to you. Three and a half minutes left in Hot Seat Round 1. Who had a hit in 2017 with the song Sorry Not Sorry? Very much like Lauren, we're getting into new territory. I had a newborn. Uh, sorry, not sorry. Shoot. Um, I'll, I'm going to pull a random name. Rihanna. Not a bad guess. Uh, that would be Demi Lovato. Ah. Mm. Lauren, which American dance group had a hit in 1990 with Groove is in the Heart? 
Oh my god, Groove is in the hall. Oh my god. Um uh the Eldebard? No, it's not Eldebard. Is it Eldebard? I'm just gonna say Eldebard. it's not it's not Eldebard, but that's what I'm gonna say because I can't think of anything else. It's not Eldebard, it's D Light. D Light, god damn it. <laughs> I like how you refrain yourself in some respects language wise and then go like full the other way sometimes. It makes my heart my heart my heart so happy. True. That's how I. That's how I do. True. Here is your. Here is your question. Guess the band from these lyrics. I wanna. I wanna. I wanna. I wanna. I wanna really, really wanna zig a zig ah. Hmm. <laughs> that would be uh, the Spice Girls. I got halfway through that question and realized there's no point in changing the the cadence. You're gonna get it anyway. <laughs> I now know all of their last names, thanks to my first episode. That you do. Mike, we are going over to you. Which song contains the words, I got that sunshine in my pocket, got that good soul in my feet? Wasn't um, wasn't that the song we just talked about, Can't, Stu- uh, Can't Stop the Feeling? Can't Stop the Feeling is a correct answer. <laughs> From the movie From Trolls, Trolls yes. right? <laughs> Great film. Lauren. It is formed in 1995. Will I am taboo, Furley, Fergie, not Furley, <laughs> Furley, Furley's <laughs> company, <laughs> and Fergie made up which chart topping group? Ah, good luck on New Year's Day. The Black Eyed Peas, the Black Eyed Peas is correct. Drew, what is the ending of this Mac Miller lyric? They gave me the key to the blank kingdom. No, they gave me the key to the sky. Bathroom. (laughs) Executive washroom. Mike, what is the name of the beach in Rio de Janeiro that hosted a staggering 3.5 million attendees for a Rod Stewart concert in 1994? The hell? Uh, I have no idea. The do you think I'm sexy beach? I have (laughs) Couldn't tell you. At the Copa, Copa Cabana, hottest oh. spot south of Havana. The Copa Cabana Beach is what we're looking for. Oh, it would have been very you. Okay. What was the name of the white rapper who had a one-hit wonder in the '90s called Informer? Snow. Ah. Snow is correct, and you just had to hey, go people, three. Yeah, like boom, 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 And with that, time is up. Oh, we went through everybody. We did. Perfect timing. Drew, you had some rough ones, man. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. It's like Bruno. Well, coming out of hot seat round one, we got ourselves a great game. It is currently tied 11 to 11 to 7. Mike and Lauren are tied for first. Drew is not too far behind. And the good news here is that the halftime question can really level the playing field. Gulp. Or just push me further back. I am going to be completely honest with you all. I have no idea how this halftime is going to play. (laughs) That's comforting. Yeah, I'm terrified. Here's how your halftime is going to go. This is a classic Chris matching game. By classic, I mean I've been doing it for for, this is my fourth episode. Right. I am going to give you the name of four bands. I am then going to give you four sets of song names. The song names are all the final track 
on albums for one of those four bands. You have to uh-huh. match the final tracks with the band. And while we're waiting for our contestants to go ahead and get ready for the halftime, let's head over to a quick ad break from our friends at Liquid Courage Entertainment. Hey, trivia lovers. Want to get the pub trivia experience in an interactive way? Check out Liquid Courage Entertainment. With a wide range of offerings online, LK has you covered. Streaming a wide variety of trivia games on Twitch with one-of-a-kind formats like Tringo, Guestimate, Mega Sheep, and more. Or check out the World Trivia Federation. With 36 hours to answer each quiz and no obligation, the WTF is the perfect solution to scratch that trivia itch on your own time. Come see us at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or check out patreon.com slash liquid courage to join the WTF for as little as $2 a month. That's liquid courage with a K. Innovative, interactive, intoxicating. And Chris, now that that ad break is done, I'm going to pop myself another beer. Ooh, what you got? Well, this is going to be funny because I had this beer on the episode we recorded last week with the dad bods, and I said, I believe on that episode, that I've never had this before. (laughs) But that episode is airing after this one, so it'll all seem very weird. But (laughs) this is the Cosmic Lowlands Saison that I picked up randomly from Pipeworks Brewing Company out of... This is a Chicago brewery, right? Yeah, it's a Chicago brewery. Chicago, that small Midwestern town. Indeed. That's how I like my some chicks. Of, some of you might have heard it. <laughs> you like them a go? Go. Mm. I like my chicks a go go. That's what I like them to do in the morning. I do. Go go. I do enjoy me a good saison, and I don't have them very often. So when I saw these at the beer store, I was like, "That needs to happen because the label is cool." And as several listeners probably know, maybe two, uh, I do collect them. Saison's kick ass. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't have them as much as I probably want to either. But every time I have a Saison or anytime I go to a brewery that has a Saison on tap, like, I need to try it, even if it's just part of a flight. Yeah. Because uh, it's a beer style that I don't think gets enough love. I don't, not so enough. So I'm glad that you're having it. one. Right. Because is it, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Is it hard? Is it complicated? Is it more difficult? I don't think I, they sell it. I don't as well. know. Like from the breweries I've well, seen, people I never... don't know what saisons are. Yes. Well, because not everyone has the same favorite saison. Uh, uh. Uh-huh. Oh my! Oui, oui. Zut alors. <laughs> well, maybe they Cleopla. need to make them for a saisonal event. <laughs> All right, really back in. Back in. Yeah. Good luck. I'm going to give you the name of four bands or performers. Then I'm going to give you the name of three songs. Those three songs were all the final song on the standard release of their albums. So, for instance, the three songs that I give you were the final re- the final songs on the standard release of three different albums. You have to match the final songs with the band or performer. I will give you your bands first because they're going to be easier to write down. Indeed. Your bands are going to be the Chainsmokers. Yeah, right off the bat. Damn. Sorry for this one, Drew. Creed. Prince. Creed sucks. Prince. Prince and Coldplay. Okay. Again, the Chainsmokers, Creed, Prince, and Coldplay. God, every artist here that doesn't start with C is, like, great. Great. (laughs) Your first group of songs, you're going to match with them with one of those four, lock in when you're ready. 
Wait, wait, wait. I, I, I think I'm confused. So you're giving us a group of songs for He's each giving artist? us multiple songs for each artist. You're getting three songs. Those three songs correspond to the final tracks on the discography of one of these artists. Now, so are these... Get... Am I getting three songs all together? No, or... you're getting 12 songs all together in, in four groups. Oh, sweet. Are these all on this? Are these the last three tracks on one album or are these three final tracks? Three three separate albums. Okay. Sorry. I love that. The one of you. It's a complicated game. I love that the one of you that was paying attention has been, has been awake for like 24 of 23 out of 26 straight hours. I know. I don't know. I think that speaks to how, how well thought out this game is. Damn. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Point Robinson. Indeed. Anyway. Okay. I get it now. Let's go. What? Wait, we haven't done this yet. <laughs> this is going so well, Chris. <laughs> uh, jumping into it here. Your first group of songs. Lullaby. Inside Us All. And the song you sing. Once again, your first group of songs. Lullaby. Inside Us All and the song you sing. Set number two. Temptation, Party Up, and Reflection. Temptation, Party Up, and Reflection. Set number three. The Last Day Alive, Save Yourself, and Cyanide. Again, set number three was The Last Day Alive, Save Yourself, and Cyanide. Sweet Jesus. And set number four, Up and Up, Coloratura, that's C-O-L-O-R-A-T-U-R-A, and Up With The Birds. Again, that's Up and Up, Coloratura, and Up with the Birds. I'm going to lock in. Yeah, for what it's worth, I'm locking in. Uh, I'm going to lock in. All right. I'm going to read these one more time, one by one, and you will all tell me what your answer is. So going with group or set A, set number one, sorry. Wow. So that drink that I made, just so you all know, was four <laughs> shots of whiskey and one shot of sweet vermouth. So I am feeling it a little bit. Nice. I I, I do heavy pours here in the Liguori household. Uh, set number one, your songs were Lullaby, Inside Us All, and The Song You Sing. Mike, what was your answer? Uh, I will be honest. This is the only one that I absolutely knew 100%. Uh, if this is Creed. Lauren? I said Chainsmokers for that one. And Drew? I said Prince for that one. Uh, well, Lullaby was off the album Weathered. Inside Us All was off of Human Clay. And the song you sing was off of the album Full Circle. That was Creed. And Mike loses points for knowing that, right? I, I, I have freely admitted on this podcast on several occasions that I was a major Creed fan in the late 90s, early aughts. So I did listen to Human Clay a lot. See, I got I knew it off a of lullaby just because it was the one song on that album that actually seemed like truthful because it was about him singing to his kid. But hey, See, 
See, it's funny because like I by the time Weathered came out, I was already over Creed. Everybody <laughs> so, was over Creed. Everybody was over Creed after Human Clay. I, that's Except my point. My mom. All right. Set number two. Your songs were Temptation, Party Up, and Reflection. Lauren, we're starting with you. Where'd we go here? Temptation? Like that has to be Prince. Drew. Temptation? Maybe it's the chain smokers. And Mike. See, I, I did hem and haw on this one a little bit because I kind of had Lauren's instinct at first. It's gotta be Prince. Temptation party up. And then I was like, but then when I heard the another set of songs, I was like, that almost sounds a little more princey. So I said the chain smokers. Temptation was off the album Around the World in a Day, Party Up, Dirty Mind, and Reflection off of Musicology. That is Prince. Yes, it is. All right. Fine, fine, fine. Lauren gets the points. (laughs) Couldn't have given us Purple Rain. That'd been way too easy. (laughs) Bat Dance. (laughs) I just listened to that on vinyl earlier today, by the way. (laughs) Never mind. Was that the final track on that? On on the Batman soundtrack, yeah. the Prince album, I the Batman soundtrack. I believe it is. It's deli- it is. Oh, cool. And it's great. Set number three, your songs are The Last Day Alive, Save Yourself, and Cyanide. Drew, where did we go here? We went with Creed, which we already know is wrong. Mike. I went with Prince, which we already know is wrong. <laughs> Lauren. And I went with Creed, which we already know is wrong. <laughs> oh, this is the Chainsmokers. Yeah. I was back and forth between that one and this one for the the last one and that one for the Chainsmokers, and I flipped them. Well, we're on to uh, the fourth set. Your songs are Up and Up, Coloratura, and Up with the Birds. Lauren, where did we go? I said Coldplay. Drew? Also said Coldplay. Mike? And I said Coldplay. I think this means that Mike and I are still tied and that nothing about this round, this game has changed. It, literally so nothing way, has changed other than we way have Way to be play. a game changer. <laughs> well, you're, you're not wrong. Your scores coming out of out of the halftime question are 21 to 21 to 12. Mike and Lauren are tied up. Drew is not out of contention yet. Yeah, he is. I'm glad you didn't go with final tracks called The End because that would apply to so many different bands. I had to eliminate, no joke, at least two bands because of it. That's how I ended up with Creed. <laughs> I gotcha. No, it's it's absolutely true. All right. Drew, you are currently trailing, coming out of hot, coming out of hot seat in halftime. Do you want to go first, second, or third in hot seat round two? What, what position was Mike in in the first round? <laughs> I was second. I would like to go second. <laughs> All right, that means Lauren is going first. Lauren, your time will begin after I read your first question. Here we go. Annie Lennox is one half of the pop group, the Eurythmics. Who is the other half? Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart is a correct answer. Drew, which member of the Seattle-based Pearl Jam was a night attendant at a gas station in the 80s before the formation of the band? I don't know. Uh, unfortunately, it's Eddie Vedder, the lead singer. Edward Vedward. <laughs> Mike, what musician was the first to have an album release on compact disc back in 1982? Oh gosh. Um, dang it! I know the first. I know the first American pressing, but that was not until '84. 
Um, 82. Phil Collins. It's kind of ironic because I know that Drew and Lauren are big fans of this man. It's Billy Joel. Oh, no kidding. 52nd Street, 1982. I, no, I'm a big Billy Joel fan, too. I just didn't know that. All right. Lauren, we're over to you. What was Paula Abdul's first top 40 hit? Straight up. Straight up is a correct answer. Drew. Which Caribbean nation-born pop singer's real name is Robin Fenty? Rihanna. Rihanna is a correct answer. Mike. Before using his real last name, John Mellencamp went by what stage name? John Cougar. John Cougar is correct. Lauren. Which group had the most viewed videos in 24 hours on YouTube in 2020 with over 101 million views? I'm just going to guess BTS. BTS is a correct answer. So many of them. Mm-hmm. Drew, name one of the names of the duo known as Daft Punk. Daft. Unfortunately, not correct. Guy Manuel de Homen Cristo and Thomas Bangater are what we're looking for. Yeah, how do you like second go now? Buff on Ghoul. Mike, we're over to you. What is the name of Jay Z's record label? God. Um, I, I know like all of Mike's again. I feel like I should know this, but I don't. Um, the black label. I don't know. Uh, no, that record label is called Rock Nation. Okay, I knew he had a black album, so I thought maybe it was... <laughs> Lauren, the Bare Naked Ladies wrote and performed the theme song for which TV series? Is that is The Big Bang Theory? The Big Bang Theory is correct. Don't know what's going on with your accent, but nicely done. I, I don't know. It felt very intelligent to say it like that. <laughs> Drew, who wrote the song All Along the Watchtower, performed by H- Jimi Hendrix and U2? Make You Feel My Love, performed by Adele, and As Long As the Grass Shall Grow, performed by Johnny Cash. We're looking for who wrote all three of those songs. I have no fucking clue. That'd be Mr. Bob Dylan. Mm. Mike, we're back to you. Which American rapper originally went by the name Lassane Parrish Crooks? Which American rapper originally went by yeah. the name Lassane Parrish Crooks? Um, <laughs> that sounds oddly similar to the name that I learned in my previous episode was Tupac Shakur's given name. So I'm going to say Tupac Shakur. Tupac Shakur is a correct answer. He's learning. Indeed. Oh, that one you can give to Drew because he's the one that chose the, uh, the order here. Lauren, True. we're over to you. In 1987, which George Michael song was banned by the BBC for being too racy? I want your sex. You're a happily married woman, ma'am, and I will tell you to keep that kind of dirty talk to yourself. I want your sex is a correct answer. (laughs) Drew. My husband loves that song. It's on our playlist. (laughs) I don't need to know that. For the car. (laughs) Some things I really don't need to know. Drew, we're over to you. The Grateful Dead's highly devoted fan base is known as what? That would be uh, Deadheads. Deadheads is correct. Mike. Smelly. What is the name of the band who wrote the song that inspired Lady Gaga's stage name? Uh, Queen. 
Queen is correct. Lauren. Who is the spokesperson for CoverGirl Cosmetics that has her own line of cosmetics called the Queen Collection? Oh, I should. I'm the girl. I should know this, right? Uh, I know. Cover? Did not say that. No, no. I'm saying this to myself. I'm not saying that anybody said that. I'm saying like I'm the girl. I should know this. Like cover. I don't know. I don't know. Is that your answer? You don't know. I don't know. I truly don't. That'd be Queen Latifah. Latifah. Oh, see, I've written see, that I, question before. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very ha- like Lady Gaga, um, House of Gaga makeup kind of person. So I don't know any of the other ones. I'm very much dollar store makeup kind of person. Drew, we're going over to you. You're beautiful anyway. It's true. Drew, Whitney Houston's "I Will Always Love You" spent 14 weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1982. Who wrote the song? Fuck, was that Dolly Parton? That was Dolly Parton. If I'm, if memory serves, she wrote that and Jolene in the same day. Yeah. That, the story, yeah. That was the good day that, was... that we've heard about in song. Yes, Ice Cube spent a lot of time talking about it. Mm. Breakfast with no hog and all that fun stuff. Mike, <laughs> support, uh, surpassing more than a billion views on YouTube, a 1985 song and, ground bank, and groundbreaking video Take On Me is by what band? That's had over a billion views on YouTube. Wow. Um, I, that's that's an aha moment for me. <laughs> groan. Aha uh-huh. is the correct yeah. answer. <laughs> My brain went there. Don't groan, Drew. All right. Lauren, you can groan Billie if Eilish. you want to. Oh, my Lord. Sorry. Billie Eilish has a brother who is also a celebrated Grammy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and producer. What is his name? Phineas. Phineas? Uh, yeah, I'll give that to you. Yeah. You're, Phineas you're O'Connell. What? We're looking for full name, but I'm going to... You knew Phineas. That's enough to get you the points. Okay. Yeah, because I would have locked in with Eilish and assumed that that would have been... <laughs> All right, she ain't Drew. married as far as I know, so... Who officially became the female artist with the most Grammy Awards in 2021? I believe that's Beyonce. That was Beyonce. Mike, moving over to you. What instrument is used by the indigenous people of Australia to accompany ceremonial dancing and singing? Did you say Australia? The indigenous people of Australia. The didgeridoo? The didgeridoo is a correct answer. Lauren, what famous music group was formerly known as the New Yardbirds? Oh, God damn it. Um, the New Yardbirds. Oh, God, I hate this because I need I should know this. Um, it's not, I'm going to be wrong and I hate myself for this faces. Uh, no, be Led Zeppelin. God damn it, because Jimmy Page. Jimmy fuck, Page. Because okay. Jimmy Page, yep. Because oh. Jimmy Page is all you need to say. Thank Drew, you, Lord. I needed you to miss one. <laughs> Drew, in 1985, yeah, Madonna married what film actor? Uh, Guy Ritchie. Uh, no, Sean Penn. Oh, Sean Penn. It's sure. pronounced scene peen. <laughs> <laughs> it, it took me a second. I was like, oh, my God, I'd forgotten. She Who hasn't Sean Penn dated? Anyway. Um, me. 
me and I could use the money, Sean. Come on. Right? Seriously. Scene peen. Mike, we're over to you. Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake turned up to the American Music Awards in 2001 wearing outfits made out of what? Uh, denim? Denim is correct. Sorry, we're denim, looking denim, for Canadian denim. tuxedos. Mm, dude. Lauren, which group recorded the hit single Karma Chameleon in 1984? Culture Club, who I just saw in concert a couple months ago. Culture Club is a correct answer. Drew, nice. what is the name of Def Leppard's one-armed drummer? Stumpy. God, that's mean. Wow. First of all, Jesus. Be Richard John Cyril Allen, sir. Rick Allen. I, I know, but I have the, the full proper name. Here. G- but he's a genius, able to work all that out. Mm-hmm. Isn't there, isn't there a point like, his, like one of his recent shows where he's like drumming upside down? Like his the drum? No, that's the chair? Tommy Lee did that. Oh, okay. Never Tommy mind. Lee well, did that. A lot of drummers yeah. have done that, but yeah, definitely Tommy Lee did it. All right. Well, Mike, we're going over and to then you. His dick hit him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know what you signed up for when you started listening. I can't. Th- this isn't on me anymore. This is completely on you, Mike. Yes. I composed myself. Now I'm a little flustered. Thinking about Tommy Lee's dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honk, honk. Moving right along. Mike, Still Feel Like Your Man by John Mayer is rumored to be a song related to one of his ex- one of his ex-girlfriends. Which one? I'm going to say Jessica Simpson. Uh, no, Katy Perry. Okay. Lauren, mm-hmm. what band was known as the Fab Five during the 1980s? Um, the Fab Five during the 1980s. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm mm, mm, ah, this is probably wrong. I'm going to say Duran Duran. Duran Duran's a correct answer. Oh hell yeah! That my was, butt wins again. That was well. That was well done. I was like, it's probably Duran Duran. So good job. <laughs> All right, Drew. What 1989 share video was banned from MTV because her outfit was too revealing? I, I I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I got nothing. If I could turn back time, oh, which, uh, which only made it to number three on the yeah. charts. We learned earlier. Uh, she was four. She, four. Yeah. Three. Three. Yeah, she was, no, three. Three. She was like three. dancing was on three. a navy ship, and it was on yeah. a navy ship. Yeah, she was so cute. She had a heart little tattoo on her butt. Uh, more information than I had. About three minutes left. We're going to Mike. Mike. The popular 80s hit Too Shy was released by what band? Was that Kajagoogoo? That was Kajagoogoo, and I put that yes. in here just so you have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, what is Elton John's real name? Reginald Dwight. Reginald Dwight is correct. Although now it is legally Elton Hercules John. Okay. Uh, it's true. He changed it legally. So His middle name is Hercules. Good to know. Drew, what police song features the lyric, there's a little black spot on the sun today? Why am I here? (laughs) (laughs) I lucked into this game, and it's really really biting me in the ass now. I don't know. Uh, That song is called King of Pain. Suede. My- yeah, I was, I was, I, what I was loving is I'm like me and Lord, our both of our brains went to the same place on that one. <laughs> the weird all parody. Yeah, but it was the weird all parody that we both oh. went, were thinking. King of, of suede. Yeah. Oh, gosh, a right, minute and a half left, Mike. 
who wrote the song Titanium originally for Alicia Keys, but ended up singing the song herself on the David Guetta smash hit? Yeah, this is one of this is one of those modern songs that I don't know. Um, but I, I do feel like I've heard it um, and heard of it, but I'm just drawing a blank. I am going to say Sia because she writes a lot of songs. Sia is a correct answer. Oh, wow. Okay, good. <laughs> well done. Lauren, similar to the Grateful Dead, Jimmy Buffett's highly devoted fan base are known as what? Parrot Heads. R.I.P. Yeah, that one hurt me to write. Mm. All right, Drew. Parrot Heads. Who did Dua Lipa <laughs> collaborate with on her 2018 single, One Kiss? that went on to win the 2019 Brit Award for Song of the Year. Why am I here? <laughs> I, I, I fuck if I remember. Uh, that would be Calvin Harris. Uh, Calvin Harris. You can edit that. Yeah, we can edit that. We'll flip it around. <laughs> All right. We're going over to Mike. Mike, about 23 seconds left. MTV made its debut on the first day of what month in 1981? August. August is correct. Lauren. <gasps> what Smashing Pumpkins song was originally released by Fleetwood Mac? Oh, Landslide. Landslide is correct. Drew. What platinum Ario Speedwagon album spawned four top 40 hits after its release in 1981? Oh, I'm sorry, we ran out of time. <laughs> we did not. <laughs> um, congratulations, you guys! You did great. We'll <laughs> wager around, man. That's the name of the album, right there. Congratulations, <laughs> you guys did great. No, anyone know the name of the album? Is it "You Can Tune a Piano, But You Can't Tune a Fish"? That would have been my guess too. It's the only Ario Speedwagon album I can name. Uh, the album was called "High Infidelity." High Infidelity. God damn it, Mike! I, it's, you've, it's... Go ahead. Mike, you've Mike, got you one less que- one question left. Yes, I do. Your last question, Mike. Oh, God bless. The Spice Girls released their debut album in 1996. What was the name of that album? Oh, shit. That follow-up was Spice World. I think. Uh, Okay, hold on. Go back in time. You love your sister, but she hates every... You hate everything musically that she stands for. What was she listening to? No. I, uh, I'll i say Spice World because I have nothing. No, if Spice took over the world, the first album was just called Spice. spice. Yeah, it was just Spice. You're right. Yep. Damn it. Now that you say it. Yep. <laughs> spice. <laughs> All right. We are moving into our wager round. Our scores as we stand right now. Drew has 16 points. Mike has 30 points. Lauren has 32 points. What that means is that no one's been eliminated. It's anybody's game. In the wager round, you can wager up to the amount of points that you've accumulated so far in any way, shape, or form you want over these three categories. You are wagering on the categories alone. You will lock in your wagers before you get the questions. I will remind our panelists, the questions are straightforward. The categories are straightforward. I'm not trying to trick anybody here. They are very much related to the question that we're going to ask. The caveats are, I can't believe I have to say this. 
you must wager whole numbers. <laughs> Oilers okay. number. Negative numbers. And you can't wager more than your total points allowed. Now, I got a third one. You can't wager negative numbers either. You know what? All right. I was going to freaking win. Positive integers, sir. Your three categories are indie music, 70s Fuck. and 80s rock, and live aid. Indie music, 70s and 80s rock, and live aid. Lock in your wagers now. Our wagers are locked in. Category one, your category is indie music. Which independent record label ran the famous nightclub called The Hacienda and released artists such as Joy Division, New Order, in Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, or OMD? I'm, I'm going to lock in. I'm going to lock in, too. Yeah, I'll lock in. Moving on to question number two. Question number two, your category is in 70s and 80s rock. Bear with me here as this is a longer question. It is now well documented. But in 1983, Kiss invited what band on tour as their opener based on the strength of their debut album, Too Fast for Love? However, Gene Simmons of Kiss would end up firing the band from their Creatures of the Night 10th anniversary tour. Simmons would claim it was due to the other band's hard partying ways, while the other band's manager would claim it was because they were simply outperforming Kiss. These two bands would bury the proverbial hatchet in 2012 by going on a 51 concert tour together. I'm going to go ahead and lock in. What was the year on that? 83? 83 was the 10th anniversary tour for Kiss, Creatures of the Night. I'll lock in. Okay, I'll lock in. We're on to question number three. Your category is in Live Aid. What singer was truly living in two worlds when he became the only person to perform at both Live Aid concerts? In London, he was joined on stage by friend Sting before hopping on a plane and flying to Philadelphia, where he was joined on stage by Eric Clapton and Led Zeppelin. I'm going to lock in. I'm going to lock in. I'm going to lock in. Everyone is locked in. We're going to go through these questions one by one. We're going to do these backwards because y'all locked in way too quickly on that Live Aid question. Question number three. Your category was in Live Aid. What singer was truly living in two worlds when he became the only person to perform at the Live Aid at both Live Aid concerts? In London, he was joined on stage by his friend Sting before hopping on a plane and flying to Philadelphia where he was joined on stage by Eric Clapton and Led Zeppelin. Drew, what was your answer and your wager? Uh, well, my wager was zero, and as a result of that, I just did a little ode to Lauren Robinson over here and just threw out a weird owl. Ah. All right. Mike, your answer and your wager. Well, the category that I felt by far the least confident about was the only question that I knew after the first probably six, seven words, even without the Tarzan reference, it was definitely Phil Collins. And I wagered zero. Lauren, your answer, your wager. My answer is Phil Collins. I love his performance in uh, America, by the way, because he makes a little mistake um, when he's when he's playing against all odds. And I think is adorable. It's one of my favorite things. It's Phil Collins. And I wagered 10. So a little flavor text here. I originally wrote this question to include the hint uh, against all odds. And it was against all odds. What singer? 
And Leo was basically like, no, that's way too easy. So I threw in the Tarzan reference instead, and you still got it. Phil Collins is the correct answer. It's just a thing I know because I yeah. love Phil Collins so much. I want him in my pocket all the time. He took he took a Concord to get between them. He did. He did. The Concord landed at JFK, by the way. He had to go from New York to Philadelphia. Yeah, I've re- I've read his autobiography actually. Or so. All right, we are on to question number two. Your question number two. Your category was in seventies and eighties rock. Again, bear with me. This is a rather long question, so here we go. It is now well documented, but in 1983, Kiss invited what band on tour as their opener based on the strength of their debut album, Too Fast for Love. However, Gene Simmons of Kiss would end up firing the band from their Creatures of the Night 10th anniversary tour. Simmons would claim it was due to their their hard partying ways, while the other (laughs) band would claim it was because they were simply outperforming Kiss. These two bands buried the proverbial hatchet in 2012 by going on a 51 concert t- 51 concert tour together. What band was it? Drew, your answer and your wager. Well, I shoved all in. And Motley Crue. Mike, your answer and your wager. Yeah, Motley Crue is a great guess. I had no idea on this one. Uh, I ended up wagering zero, uh, which was a potentially wise choice because I, again, didn't know. Uh, I started the lock-in with Megadeth, and then I scratched it out and wrote Iron Maiden. Lauren, your answer and your wager. I went with Motley Crue uh, because I know it is Motley Crue, and I wagered 17. Motley Crue is a correct answer. If you have not read that story, it's absolutely insane. Yeah. But it all comes down to this final question. Mike's got 30 points. Lauren's got 59. Drew has 32. Final question. Your category wasn't indie music. Which independent record label ran the famous nightclub called the Hacienda and released artists such as Joy Division, New Order, in Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, or OMD? Drew, your answer and your wager. Well, because I wagered zero, this is just another one. Uh, just for Lauren, I went pee pee poo poo buttholes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, she has a brand and she embraces it. I love it. All right. I do. Mike, your answer and your wager. Well, I went all in on indie music. Um, for all that I know about indie music, I am absolutely terrible with which labels direct, like, release which things. So. I had no clue on this one. I just locked in with Sub Pop because that was all I had. Lauren, your answer and your wager. I felt pretty. I I felt pretty confident about this because uh, I, like OMD and Factory Records seem to like just it's a connection that I have in my brain. Um, and I wagered five, so I have f- a five on Factory Records. Factory Records is a correct answer. Nicely done. Ha! And- ah! With a final score no way indicative of how close this game actually was, Lauren is going to take a 64-32-0 to 32 to zero win. Nicely done, Lauren. Thank you. Well played. Well wow. played. You should be very proud. That was a, a very, very well no, this done job. So much fun. I always kind of feel bad when I win things here because I'm like, I don't know if I should. Cause you should These games are always so close, but then... No, you 
you you did fantastic. Yeah, I mean, and and hey, credit credit to you because even if I'd pushed all in on the question that I got right, you still would have won. So. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, it is true. I wagered. I I did math. Yeah. And wagered all of my points. And you got them. All, and you got them all right. So and and honestly, that was how you won the uh the hot seat tournament too. Is you 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 just aced the wager rounds. You're just yeah. you just have a really great breadth of knowledge. So congratulations to you. That's fantastic. In this game, it really is important to kind of keep yourself in the fight until the wager rounds. The wager rounds are the leveling field. So right. nicely done. Now, before we sign off for the evening, I want to go ahead and give our panelists a chance to kind of plug some of their stuff. Starting off with Drew. Drew, tell our listeners once again about the Nerd Off podcast. Sure. Uh, you can check me out at Nerd Off. Uh, I actually have to record something for this week because I haven't done jack shit with the wedding and honeymoon. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, if you like trivia and you, you're listening to this podcast, odds are you'll, you'll like my podcast cause it's the, you know, similar, similar, uh, personality. <laughs> yes. I, I say we blend well. Yeah. You blend. All right. Before we go to our champion, let's go to our first runner up. Mike, tell our listeners about dad bods. Yeah. Um, yeah, almost, almost everything I do in a podcast format, uh, Listeners of this show would probably show would would definitely know, but I do have a fun little side project. Uh, it's called the Dad Bods. A group of uh, high school friends uh, got together and we recorded an album, just as an EP, just six tracks. But uh, we had a great time doing it, uh, and uh, we're really very proud of it. It's called Sanity Is Waning. Is the name of the album. The Dad Bods is the name of the group. Um, you can find us. Uh, we're actually streaming basically everywhere. So you can find us on Spotify or YouTube music or anything like that. Uh, if you want to um, support the band, we have a band camp. It is uh, dadbodsmusic.bandcamp.com. It's just, it's music uh, about parenthood, basically. Um, our first single, I guess, if you can call it that. I don't know if that's really a thing people do anymore, but uh, we have a lyric video on YouTube and the song is called This Song Is Stuck In My Head, which any parent can probably relate to because the kids ask for the same song over and over and over again. Um, like I said, it's, it's just, it's a fun little project we have. Uh, we really enjoyed putting it together and we really hope that other people enjoy it too. Uh, so check us out. This song is stuck in my head. will make you laugh. And then purple and yellow will make you cry a little bit. It's, it's true. Wonderful, wonderful art. And I'm very happy to be promoting it here. Lauren, speaking of wonderful art, Tell our listeners once again about the Beard Owl podcast. Yes, I, I am I am the uh, proprietor of the Beard Owl podcast. It's the podcast where we talk about two of the greatest things in the world, beer and Weird Owl. And my brother John ha- was previously on a bit of a break because he and his wife just brought a second child into the world. Speaking of parenthood. And- Speaking of parenthood and deedly doodly. And, uh, you know, it was very funny because before uh, my nephew Edward was born, my brother said, oh, they're giving me like X amount of time of uh, parental leave. I should be able to record with you like whenever to do things. And that uh, did not work out that way. And so I just recorded with John recently his coming back to the show. And I was like, yeah. So you remember how you said you'd be able to record with me like anytime? And he was like, yeah, it didn't work out that way. And I was like, I figured it would not, which is why I had contingency plans in place. <laughs> can, can I ask yes. a question? Yes. I love this that you're wasn't raising his your first hand. rodeo. No, but it was like, his first rodeo with uh, it was his first uh, 
he, it was his first time trying to podcast with a baby. And that and that's that's fair, but still. So <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's better uh, parenting that we've exhibited on our show, where the baby's just rolling around in the background on the dirty floor. That that well, is one hundred percent true. Check out the first episode. We have had a child poop on our show, so our um, our show literally began with Nikki introducing herself and then saying, "I have to go change a diaper. I'll be right back." That was our first episode. That's delightful, and that's literally how it, how it started. Uh, yeah, so we've got that going. Um, uh, we're we're having a very good time over there doing that. And um, also, my husband and I have the Infectious Groove Music YouTube channel where we talk about all things music and vinyl and all, you know, just like cool stuff. So you just search for Infectious Groove Music on YouTube. And we're having a lot of fun over there. And um People like to hear me talk about Rush on that channel. So I've been talking about Rush quite a bit. I think people are kind of surprised to see like a woman be like, yes, I like Rush and I can speak intelligently about this band. And they're like, what? I don't understand this. This makes no sense to me. And then we get we get views about it. Hey, hey enjoy the limelight while you have it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to live in it. Yeah, it's the universal dream, you know. Wow. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this special little bonus—not bonus, the special little mini tournament that we put on. We got more of these coming your way. I think the next one we're going to have will be a modification of the old format that we used. It will be uh, food centric, so it's going to be a good time. Yes, yes. For my fatties and my foodies out there, we got some food trivia coming your way. We're gonna load up you your have, plate. You have my axe. We're going to load up your plate with some food trivia. Before we do that, uh, we'll have one more episode where I've got a boatload of questions left over. We're going to run through for the music trivia. It'll be a special little add-on episode you'll see on the feed here in the coming couple of weeks. If you enjoy the, the just the content that we bring you on a regular basis, whether it's through Pub Trivia Experience, Boozy Bracketology, or Frenemy Trivia, head on over to patreon.com slash ptebb. That's your exclusive home to to kind of give back to the show. And also for all of our bonus content, we drop stuff there throughout the month. So feel free to jump on over there. If you've got some spare shekels you can throw us, it does help keep the lights on and the bills moving. PTEBB.com is your home for all of our other stuff, our, our social media links, our, our Discord server, our Facebook page, all that, and our merch store, by the way, all at PTEBB.com. With all that being said, you heard enough from me. For the pub trivia experience, I have been Chris. I've been Mike. I've been Drew. And I'm still Lauren. And I'm still here. We'll see you next week. Have a good one.